0: Welcome to my channel, this is Mario Lloyd, also known as Real Estate Guru PK. On this channel, we talk about my real estate endeavors. We also have the top real estate producers and the top entrepreneurs in the country. Be sure to click the link below with Justin P with his Support Black Colleges marketing course. Also with Jason White's Crack the Code affiliate link, click that below as well. Also to support the channel, Weeble, M1 Finance, Chase, Discover, Robinhood, and Public a stock trading app we hope you enjoyed this episode this is real estate guru pk signing up how y'all doing welcome to another episode uh i'm with the king of marketing he's made his clients over 500 million dollars uh Quell russell how you doing
1: hey man appreciate you having me bro appreciate you
0: uh, uh where you want to start if you want to start uh how you came up and then um yeah, we can get to like where you right now One we can three. start however you want to start okay that's cool we'll do that so jump into kind of where I started this whole journey yeah, yeah like 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 how you was you know as a kid mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying dropping out you know in the ninth grade right you know selling what you were selling and you know right you know so
1: so yeah so basically so quick backstory so I basically um I I I came from grew up in Atlanta right um all over um, even different parts of Georgia, but basically I dropped out of high school in 10th grade. And how I end up doing that is where I'm from, like, the ideal job, I don't know if it's the same out here, but I know the, the ideal job where I'm from is like to get a job working for the city. Mm-hmm. So I ain't wanna do that.
0: Over here, over here would probably be like the hospital.
1: Okay, got it, so the hospital here. So where I'm from, is like, you wanna go up and get a job working for the city. And I'm like, that never made sense to me because I'm like, was nobody around me rich. But everybody kind of wanted to get a job working for the city, but I wanted to be rich. I wanted to be a millionaire when I was young. I ain't know no millionaires. Um, but I was like, this ain't working. So it was like whatever cats are teaching us to do in this environment, it ain't working. Uh-huh. So I was like, I ain't doing it. So I automatically rebelled from that. My my cousins who was getting money from what I saw was getting money, they were selling drugs. So I jumped out in the streets, went for a in the streets, um, but prior to that, I always kinda of been entrepreneur. So I was that young dude knocking on your door, asking, Can I take out your trash? We start moving into communities with lawns. I'm knocking on your door, hey, asking, can I cut your grass? I ain't even have a lawnmower. I asked you, Can I take out your can I cut your grass and then use your lawnmower to do it, right? Mm-hmm. And then I got into middle school and I was known as the dude who had the weed. Mm-hmm. So it was like if you wanted the weed, everybody knew I had the weed and I went when I went that when I was in life, 10th grade, I kind of I went to actually high school, like in the suburb area, kind of. But I was like plugged in in the city so I can go get access to stuff that people with the school I went to couldn't necessarily get access to. So that was my differentiator in the market. Right. Mm-hmm. So and it 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 blew up. And then 10th grade dropped out. I was driving to school the whole nine, and I just got bored with school.
0: Can you talk about how you got the car?
1: Yeah. So here's crazy story how I got the car. So I got a car. Um, so I got I, I got suspended for school for 10 days. Yeah. Right? You you heard the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got I, I got suspended for school for 10 days. Um one, one of my homies got into a fight. Um jumped in? Yeah, it's like one, it's like it ain't no one-on-one like where <laughs> I'm from. It's like if you fight one of us, it's like, it's on. You gotta fight all of us. So we jumped in. Uh, we thought we got away with it. I ended up in class. They came and pulled me out. I got suspended for ten days, and then my mom was. I'm thinking, it's all right, cool, ten days. I'm just gonna chill, you know what I'm saying? So my mom woke me up. Was like, "Hey, you going <laughs> to work with me?" And at this time, she was a te- she was doing telemarketing, mm-hmm. and she was amazing at it. Everybody used to call it, like the the Michael Jordan of telemarketing. So, oh, for so she took me. there. she made me read this book called "A Time to Kill." So I had to sit in the the the, the lunch area and read this book. So I read, I brought up like two days, you know, three days, like reading through it. Finally got through it. And I kind of went out in the cubicle area and sat at her cubicle and saw what they was doing. I'm like, man, y'all just reading this script. And she was like, yeah. And I'm like, she was like, you want to try it? And I'm like, yeah, I ain't got nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. So I read the book. I, I did. I made a call. Cause you know, you get a leads list. Mm-hmm. So I'm calling this leads
0: list and reading the script. So like her, her boss wasn't tripping at all. Her boss nah. was
1: I mean, bro, you gotta understand, cause like if you if you're familiar with the telemarketing world, yeah, I, I, it's like these ain't a lot of these cats ain't like the yeah. most polished cats. They're straight out of high school. <clears throat> not these cats in there who smoke crack. It's not like stone cold crackheads, mm-hmm. but it's like cats getting their check and they going to get them a little some, they coming in there, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's a it's a and you got some who are like more cleaner, like more uh, polished, mm-hmm. I should say. So yeah. it's a real diverse environment. And then once they confirm everything, they hit the bell, boom, boom, boom. They be like, boom, 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 Mario. You got a sale full pay, oh, boom, boom, boom. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. they said, like, boom, boom, boom. They said, bing, bing, bing. um, such, what's such. I'm like, what? So it's like, <laughs> I had made a sale. I'm like, this is crazy. How much you
0: made in that sale?
1: I don't know how much I made on that sale, but I know in that week I made $800. Okay. So I made 800, and mind you, I'm 16. You know what I'm saying? So it's like $800 in a week, that's some big paper. Yeah. So I ran through the whole week, so that whole week I was on it. Boom, 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 boom. So I'm like, all right, cool. I got me a check for 800. It was this car up the street that I had been looking at. So Delta 88, 1984, Delta 88. Okay. It looked like a little short dog Cadillac. You remember, remember the short dog Cadillacs? Yeah. It looked like those, but it was a Delta 88. And my, my cousin, he had a bubble Chevy. You remember the bubble Chevys? Yeah. So he was already planning to be driving to school, but he had the bubble Chevy. I'm like, well, it ain't the bubble Chevy, but I'm driving. So I bought the car. It probably lasted two weeks, maybe, if that. But, but anyway, I was driving to school, use that money to go to school. But now I'm at school, and I'm smoking weed, had the week, kind of do what I want to do, got a little freedom. I can drive and leave when I want to. Probably wasn't the best ideal situation. Mm. So end up, stopped being at school a lot of time. So I just said, my, wife, my mom would, one time was like, look, these people keep calling me. You know what I'm saying? If you're gonna go, go. If not, don't. You know what I'm saying? So we kind of had that conversation. So I end up not going. I bumped hit one of the administrators one day, and I was like, you know what? I'm good. So I went full thrott- full throttle in the streets. Um, and you, then but
0: you you was doing good in school. You you said you was in algebra two, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. So I was in I was in tenth grade. So I was yeah. you know
1: algebra tenth grade is like algebra two. So, so you
0: was ahead. Oh, you was ahead, right?
1: No, so I no I so my birthday is actually late. So I actually oh, was behind because my okay. birthday late. Okay, but like, I guess when you were in tenth grade, algebra two was like. Part of, but I, but even to your point though, every when I went to school and I was like interested, I did really good in school. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. I had like, you know, A's and B's like middle school, elementary. I always, did, I always had like needs to control talking and that type of stuff in, like the conduct area. But I wasn't ever like, I, I, I could do the schoolwork when mm-hmm. I was interested. But when mm-hmm. I got when interested no more, I was just like, I ain't interested no more. You know what I'm saying? So dropped out of high school, went full time in the streets. Started going back and forth to jail. That kind of come with it. And then when I was 19, uh, my son was born on my 19th birthday. Well, he wasn't born on my 19th birthday, but he was born in September, September 10th. I thought I was actually going to get out before he was born, but I wasn't. I didn't. And then my after he was born, I'm like, all right, cool. The first time I met him was in visitation. And then fast forward. My birthday was coming up. So I'm like, I'm definitely going to be out here for my birthday. Mm-hmm. Didn't get out for my birthday. So I turned 19 in jail. But when I'm in there, I'm in there with all these older cats. I'm like one of the youngest ones in there. And um, and I'm like, man, this cat's in there like 30, 40, 50, 60 years old. And I'm like, man, I ain't trying to be that age still coming back and forth to jail for parole violations and all that. So I, like, I got to do something different. And my dad wasn't around when I was growing up neither. So I was like, I got to do something different for my son. So I got out, said, I'm going to do this job thing. One of my homies got me a job changing oil and tires on these big 18 wheelers. Did that for like two weeks. I was two covering the oil every day. I like, <laughs> I can't do this, bro. So I went back into the streets. Um, and then one other thing, I got a check and I took my son to the fair. The fair. You already know the story. Took him to the fair and I could we could we had to like budget what we can do. And I'm like, I ain't really cool with this. Not the, and you know that that point, you know, you already decide you don't want to do something. You kind of start justifying it. Mm. So it was like, I was like, man, and they make $300 for every hour that I work, and I only get paid $8. That's pimping. So I just kind of justified my way out the whole situation, just quit the job. Started an entertainment company with the money I was getting in the streets, and then that led me into the club. So we used to be in the club every night. You know, that's kind of you get money, you go to the club. That's mm. kind of the thing. Mm. So I was in the club every night, um, and then one of my homies, his cousin started managing this other club, the strip club in Atlanta, and they needed some hosts, some club promoters. And they saw us in the club somewhere, they figured we knew something about it, but I ain't really know nothing about club promotion. <laughs> but he gave me the opportunity, so I'm like, all right, bet. So I jumped on the opportunity, we started doing that, and then that led me into like the entertainment world. And then that led me into getting, getting um getting introduced to network marketing. Got into network marketing, you know, network marketing tell you, hey, all you gotta do is get two, and they'll get two, and they'll get two, and they'll do it. So I did that, um and I'm getting, I ain't really wanna turn out an opportunity. So I jumped on that. It didn't go the way that I wanted it to go. I almost quit and we just went back into the streets. But these, but I was actually still in the streets then at the beginning phase. I was like halfway in, halfway out type of thing. So one of the guys who recruited me invited me to a, a conference, a network marketing conference that they were doing in Atlanta. So I went to it and I was like, man, it's like two, 3,000 black people here. Talking about they get money, they got suits on, they talking positive, they excited about helping other people win. This was like something I never heard before where I'm from. Mm-hmm. So I came out of that thing, started getting some results, but it kind of plateaued out because everybody who I knew, who I thought was going to jump on the opportunity with me, they was like, nah, bro, we good. They weren't interested. So I was like, all right, cool. Fast forward, that led me to online marketing. Online marketing, I was obsessed with learning how to attract people coming to you versus you having to reach out to people. Um and, and at that time It was just like White cats teaching it Like older white guys But I was like Man if I learn this And I can start teaching this It'll so be a game changer
0: This is before Instagram and Facebook
1: this is So Facebook was around Okay uh, Instagram wasn't around though
0: And Twitter Twitter was around Twitter, Twitter was around
1: okay. I wasn't known it like that though yeah. my, my partner Who I did club promotions With my guy Rick the host He was on it Because he came from The college world So even when we did Club promo He had us on Facebook But like my life I was in, you know, like these cats these days, they put it all on social media. But like, I'm like, I ain't posting like my day on social media because that's like incriminating myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm good. We can post the club flyers on there. But like, I don't want to be in like no pictures on social media or what we doing and none of that type of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a different world now. Mm-hmm. But uh Facebook was around. So we was on it. So when I started learning this stuff and they started teaching the Facebook how I need to use my social media, I jumped into it and was full throttle. But I ain't really make no money. I was buying all these courses, buying all these trainings. Really blew through all my savings because I had transitioned out of the streets to go full throttle into this legit business stuff, right? Um, And then it probably took me a few years to, like, really get my footing, right? Even my girlfriend at the time, who's my wife now, she actually was paying all the bills and all this, while I'm trying to figure this internet stuff out.
0: So she wasn't tripping?
1: She She wasn't really, like notice you know you kind of get some rem- you know how you get some little remarks or whatever you know what I'm saying but like she was like coming through giving me a little allowance off her off her um because she was doing um she was a bartender
0: oh for real? yeah
1: so she was like give me a little because you know they make money every night yeah. so it was like she give me some money I'm using that to buy some trainings go to some events I'm like I'm like I'm gonna figure this out just like I figured out anything else I'm gonna just figure this out it's just so, a matter of time so, so
0: she believed in you
1: yeah she believed in me okay yeah so she was putting a check up I'm figuring this thing out you know, I went all in with it. And then um, people started asking me what I was doing, right? Turned out me asking me what I was doing. They wanted to teach me. And then I, then I found out that it was this industry called coaching where people pay you to like coach them. And I was like, that's crazy. And this thing called information marketing where you can package your information up and then you can sell it to people and they'll pay you. And people's making millions off this. I'm like, it's crazy. So I dove into that, started coaching people and I started a membership side. I was just kind of doing everything that I saw cats online doing, right? And but the thing that worked really well for us was the coaching because people started getting results. Mm-hmm. And then people want to know how are we getting clients to grow our coaching business. So we started teaching that. So I went from teaching network marketers how to grow their business to teaching people how to start an online business to teaching people how to get clients for a coaching business. And then we just narrowed down specifically into the get clients world. And of course, now that it turned into Client Traction University, and we hope that clients over 500 million in revenue. Uh, and that's on the low end, but that's kind of that whole
0: journey. Okay. Can so you talk can you talk about some of your clients, like some of your big name clients?
1: Yeah, so so we got so so we got some so we got clients from all different walks, right? So I got a client who so we always say like our process is so simple a twelve year old can do it. Mm-hmm. So our youngest client, he's 12. Well, he was 12, mm-hmm. he's 15 now. He's a millionaire. When he first started working with us, he was 12. We helped him implement the process. His his goal was to make 100000 before his 13th birthday. By the time he turned 13, he had made 106000 or something like that. Um, Now he does that plus a month. All right. Um, So that's one client. We got another client, Tammy Sheldon. They're actually in the um trucking world. So they help people start trucking businesses um, without a CDL, box trucking businesses. They, 2019, they made, Four thousand, four five thousand for the entire year. Mm-hmm. Two thousand twenty, they made four hundred thousand. Two thousand twenty-one, they made one point eight million. Uh, who else? Um, of course, you know David. David, we I kind of like gave him some of the sauce. He did thirty-five thousand in three days, just kind of testing it out. Mm-hmm. And you already know what David up to now. Um, Tara, she's in the she helps people start um, app. She helps people do build website or build apps without code. She did like 80 grand her first week. And then she said, I'm taking around with it. So, yeah. So, those are just a few rides to the top of my head.
0: Can you uh, explain perceived value?
1: So, yeah. So, I so perceived value is technically how valuable somebody else sees something.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Does it make sense? Yeah. So, for example, all right, this is a bottle of water. It really got no label on it. It's like, all right, cool. What's the most you going to sell this for? where well, it depends, right? How accessible is water? So for example, if we just, if I'm standing on the corner and I'm like, cause I know in Atlanta, it's like most corners you pull up on, you got the young cats out there selling bottles of water more than likely they sell them for like a dollar. Cause they like, uh, I'm gonna get it for you for a dollar young book. I'm gonna go up into the corner and I can go in there and walk in, but I'm just giving you a dollar right now. Now, if you ask most people what's the most they're going to spend for a bottle of water, they probably going to say what dollar, $2, something like that. But in reality, it depends. Cause if you go to the Houston Rockets game and you buy a bottle of water, if it's anything like Atlanta, you're going to spend at least $5, Mm -hmm. right? If you're in the strip club or you're in the club in Atlanta, you're going to spend $5 for a bottle of water. The name may change, right? It may say, okay, this is, Fiji water or this is Iceland water from this particular environment. Mm. But that's just all perceived value. We're just going specifically off the label. If you say this water is Fiji, it's built, um, it's, 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 it's um, pulled from the, from the springs in Fiji and the mountains and this is what it is, that's why this gas station can sell it for $4 a bottle. But it's really perceived value just based on that marketing because we don't really know if they actually got the water from Fiji. Or if they got it from the same place, oh, this company got it from. Does that make sense? It makes sense.
0: Yeah. Uh, can you explain a competitive a competitive advantage?
1: So yeah, so competitive advantage is basically is basically like you taking what makes you better, right? What makes you better, and and not even just makes you better because better is like relative but what makes you superior? What makes what you offer superior? So for example, some ways it may be, you may compete based on price. Pricing can be a competitive advantage. So for example, you, there's, most people try to like lower, most people just sort of say, all right, well they're charging this so I'm gonna undercharge them. I'm gonna charge them. That's not, it can be a huge, it can be a competitive advantage depending, right? But it's a more of a competitive advantage if you go more in the premium market, if you say, okay, we charge a premium price, that's, gonna, that's our competitive advantage. Or competitive advantage may be like speed, right? So, for example, in Domino's Pizza, when they blew up, they was like, we're going to get you hot, fresh pre- pizza in 30 minutes or less delivered to your door. Mm-hmm. That was their competitive advantage. Speed, it wasn't quality. But you may have another company, they may say, our pizza is higher quality. Yeah, if you want it fast, go to them but if you want quality pull up here you see what I'm saying so that could be the competitive advantage you with
0: me yeah i'm with you um well, you talked about uh, like you studied all the uh all the great drug dealers and stuff like Rayford Rayford Austin Rayful Edmonds and Edmonds. yeah Rayford Edmonds. um you want to talk about them a little bit like who 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 do you like aspire to be when you was like in the streets
1: so when i was in the streets bro, so i so like this was this was before Meech came to Atlanta. Right? Oh, big Meech for her? This, this is before and on them, right? Okay. So okay. I ain't saying I was in the streets before them because they're obviously, I think they're all older than me. Yeah. But it's like they weren't in Atlanta like that when I was, like when I was younger. As I got older in the streets, that's when they were coming down to Atlanta, moving things around or whatever, right? So obviously anybody who was moving around that area was like, okay, the BMF movement, Meech and them, that was like the pinnacle, right? Okay. Prior to all that, you know, I was into like um obviously paid in full. You ever seen the movie Paid and Fool? But Rich Porter and all that? Yeah. Like how they was moving. Um, I was into I was watching cats like to Pablo Escobar's, like them dudes who was like getting real paper. It's like we look at like our, our local dope boys, but it's like Pablo Escobar, them dude like doing a million dollars an hour and them boys getting real paper <laughs> you know so what i'm you, saying
0: you was trying to get uh, to pablo escobar i was level. trying to
1: go as big as i can go you <laughs> know what i'm saying it's like just like anything whatever i do i'm gonna go big as i'm
0: did you have a plan like like how you was gonna scale it to, to that level or no, no i ain't
1: really had no plan okay but to be honest with you bro i ain't had no plan our company the way it is now i ain't really have it early on i ain't have a plan to scale it to where it is now because you don't necessarily gotta have a plan Initially, you got to just have a vision or the drive, yeah, and the drive once you got the vision and you got the drive, you will stumble across the plan okay, you know what i'm saying
0: have you uh mentored anybody where you didn't think they was gonna get that high? nah like say so everybody everybody you, you you like already saw that they was gonna get that high in like in the business
1: yeah for sure and and not only that, a lot of the clients we work with they're millionaires now, but I saw that before they did, and where they are now, I always tell them like. They be excited, like, hey man, we did this. And I'm like, man, we just getting started. Oh. I was telling them, like, we just getting started. Cause like one of the good things, one of the great things that I'm really good at is like I I can see in people oftentimes what they don't see in themselves.
0: What's the biggest problem you see in your clients? Like, is it their like their mind frame or like their confidence? Like, what's what's the biggest thing that you feel like they like with everybody that they need to change?
1: Um I think the biggest thing with most people is like a lot of times people just overthink stuff. They like, they overcomplicate everything. Like it has to be complicated. And it really ain't that complicated. And it's in the online world, it's like a big responsibility. It's like, people just make this stuff way too complicated. It's like, it ain't really that complicated to make money. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you find a problem, you get to create a solution for that problem. And then you figure out a way to get in front of people who got this problem. Okay. That ain't really super complicated, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, all right, most of these people, you know they on Facebook. Cool. How do you get in Facebook Well, you can create content, get in front of them? It's going to be a slower run, but it's cool. keep doing that, but how do you get into them faster? spend some money on ads? You know what I'm saying? How do you show people I tell people a lot of time, like how do you show people you can help them? People are like, "Oh no, I don't know. Well, you show people you can help them is by actually helping them. So then you help them, and then you invite them to help them more. And they pay you to get more help. Like they ain't really that
0: complicated. What made you decide to get your doctrine?
1: Bro, so I'm gonna tell you something funny, bro. So a few years ago, because like I get a I won't say a lot of flack but when I speak at events, mm-hmm. a lot of time I can go to an event and I'm like dressed like this, hoodie, jeans, mm-hmm. Air Force Ones, J's, whatever. And it's like, but everybody else suited and booted. Yeah. You know, three piece, <laughs> gators. You know, yeah. you know whatever pradas or whatever the whole nine. But I pull up afterwards ones tats, goals, hats. I'm like, hey, who's this dude? I ain't even like you know what he's talking about. But I was telling one of my homies one day, my business partner Dre will we sit around laughing. I'm like, bro, I'm like, What's, I'm like, you know, it'll really mess him up if I get introduced to the stage as Doctor Marco Russell. Oh. Was just laughing about. It. I'm like, I'm gonna figure out a way to get me one of these doctorates. And I had a few conversations with people who said they can get me a doctorate. But they had never really pulled through, and when I went to the all white party that we were talking about on the way here, mm-hmm. my guy Doctor Uyi, shout out to Doctor Uyi, right? Me and him had a conversation, and um, and like I said, he was asking me like, "Hey, bro, you know why you don't typically dress like the typical online? Oh, why you don't drive? Why you don't do this?" I'm like, bro, "I don't really, they really just ain't my speed," you know what I'm saying? So that week, he reached out to me and he was like, "Hey, bro, you know I'm the founder of High Place Christian University." You know, we want to honor you with a doctorate. And oh, like, for real? Yeah. I'm like, what you mean you want to honor me with a doctorate? And he was like, I love the work that you're doing in the marketplace and in the, in the, um, the kingdom of God, we want to honor you and give you a doctorate. I'm like, what? So, yeah. So I wouldn't even, I ain't gotta go to some like Some people like asking me like, bro, I ain't know you was in school and <laughs> you know, how many, how you worked it into your schedule. Like I didn't do a class bro. It's was like, they honored me honorary doctorate for the work that we're doing you know, in the kingdom of God, in, in oh, the marketplace. Cool. So that's kind of how that whole thing came about.
0: Um, I know we talked about this a little bit. Uh, so if any of your kids decided to, like, not be an entrepreneur, you'll be cool with it?
1: Yeah, for sure. I don't think entrepreneurship entrepreneur, – I know entrepreneurship ain't for everybody. Yeah. yeah, so I ain't tripping. I just want. I want my kids to be able to do whatever it is that they want to do, right, that they enjoy, that they love doing. Um, and then be able to have access to the resources and the opportunities, so they don't really got to make decisions based on money.
0: Okay. How did your How did your wife help you through your journey?
1: So I would say the oh, biggest oh. thing is like number one gave me like balance, right? Because I used to be like out wilding, mm-hmm. but it's like when you got when you got something to go home to, yeah. you know, that's why like you <laughs> laughing. It's like you. You got that balance. And I think that balance was huge for me. Otherwise, I was just out like, wow, I don't really got nowhere to be. I don't really got... So I could move differently because I had that. I couldn't move reckless like I had been moving prior prior to. So that's number one. And number two, like you said earlier, just believing in me. Like, I even asked it to this day, like, hey, why would you... Because she met me when I was up. When she met me, I was in the streets moving at a really high level. And then she saw me go through the whole transition from not getting no money, getting evicted from my apartment, getting my car repossessed... All that mm-hmm. to, through and just going through this whole down respiral for a couple of years, and I'd be like, you know, why did you even still rock with me? And um, she was just like, she knew that she knew I figured out eventually.
0: Okay. Um, can you explain buyer's defense um uh, me- mechanism?
1: Yeah, for sure. So basically, so buyer's defense mechanism is like anytime. So like we're t- so people we love to buy, but we like hate being sold to so i'm gonna give you an example so we got this spot it's a historic shoe store in atlanta called walters mm-hmm. and i literally stopped going to walters back in the day because anytime you go to walters to get shoes you'll get hassled like it's like when you walk in cats like over your show. hey what size you need, bro and you know you be like all right i'm gonna let you know let me Cause you know you walk to the shoe store the typical question you're gonna get is what um how can we help you
0: what yeah, size you, need you need some anything help. Yeah, anything yeah. you're
1: looking for and you be like yeah. Well, give me a second. Unless you know what you're looking for, you're typically going to be like, well, give me a second, let me look. And I'll let you know. And they're like, all right, bet. But it's like, Walters, it's like, they own you, they hounding you. Everybody want that commission. So I stopped going. But it's like, I'm there to buy, but I don't need you to sell me. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, people automatically got this defense mechanism up when it goes into a sales situation. So your goal as the marketer, as the salesperson, is to um, eliminate that uh, by whether that's it could be asking questions it could be just like breaking the ice and not just going and people people they're used to being they're used to sales being done a certain type of way so if you don't go that route then that kind of eliminates that defense mechanism that they
0: typically put up that makes sense yeah it makes
1: sense
0: okay um can you explain the rapid growth blueprint
1: yeah so for sure so basically so we, so the Rapid Business Growth Blueprint is basically we, it's this thing called the SFM method, right? So the biggest thing we always tell people like the S is for specialize. So picking that thing that you're going to specialize in as a business owner. Most business owners, they be all over the place. They trying to do real estate. They trying to do NFTs. They trying to do stocks. stocks mm-hmm. They're fitness trainers. Cats be doing all different type of thing because they got these other cats who done told them like you got to have multiple streams of income. Mm-hmm. And There's a place for multiple streams of income, but you got to get one thing popping first. You know what I'm saying? Growing one business is hard enough. Like you tell me you're going to grow three, four, five businesses while having kids, while having a spouse, while working a job. Like you got to pick one thing. So first and foremost, specialize. Secondly is you want to funnelize. So you want to be able to take complete strangers and then take them through an automated process to go from stranger into client, right, with the whole funnelization process. So that's the F. And then the M That's where the the cash register rings. That's where you monetize. You know what I'm saying? That's when people give you money. And we always recommend having a premium price
0: offer where people pay you $3,000, $10,000 or more for what you offer. Okay. Um, Can you explain the Publishing for Profit Mastery?
1: Yeah. So the Publishing for Profit Mastery is basically So Publishing for Profit Mastery, that was like one of the first courses that I created early on, right? So when I... When I got, when I was about to get it fixed from my apartment, I actually, prior to that, I actually had somebody, I paid somebody to teach me how to write a book. And what I did was I took all the notes that I had accumulated over all the years from like the Les Browns and the Miles Monroe's and the Eric Thompson and all this type of stuff. And I put it into a book. I had this, I paid this one cat $200 and he coached me on how to put together a book, mm-hmm. right? And I put it out. It was called Breaking the Cycle because I was like, man, how can I take everything that I'm learning, put it into something and get it out to more people so they can learn this stuff early on? And God gave me the vision to do this book, right? So I did that. Fast forward, people started asking me, hey, bro, I heard you got a book. Like, how did you do it? And I was like, hmm. So I did this webinar, and I I sold, I was like, hey, for the next six weeks, I'm going to teach y'all how to write your book. So that I could have actually went that route and been like the king of book publishing. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? But I ain't end up going that route for some, I don't know why, but I ain't go that route. But I did that, and that's how I had my first five-figure month. I, I did that but I think I charged $197, I think, for six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and we made $13,430.83 $13, that month. And I was like, okay, it's, it's on.
0: Okay. W- w- what's next for you? What you got, like, in the pipeline? Like, um... Next couple of months, next year, what you, what you working
1: on? Um, to be honest with you, bro, we just growing, man. I'm just, like, all in. We just, we growing the company, growing the team, helping our clients get crazy results. Um, we did our team training day the other day. So we just did our client-only event
0: last weekend, two weekends ago. You got an event coming up. You're going to speak in Atlanta, right? It's with, um, with like, I forgot. It's with a couple more people from Atlanta.
1: Yep. It's with the event Jeremy doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I speak at that, I think, May. First or something like that. Um, we just did our client-only event two weeks ago, and then we had about 100 people there. Mm-hmm. But what we're going with it, so Phillips Arena holds 21,000. Mm-hmm. That's where the Hawks play. And then um, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, that's where the Falcons play. It holds 71,000. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're going with this in terms of vision-wise, in terms of our client-only events being we fill them the fill of Serena, we fill them to the It's being stated. So that's what we're going with this whole thing.
0: If somebody wanted to book you for like to speak at an event, how, how much they they looking at?
1: It depends, man. You know what I'm saying? It depends on the situation, really. So it, it's it it depends. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it, it depends who they are too.
1: It depends on who they are. Okay. It depends on what they got going on. It depends on who gonna be in the room.
0: What it looks like. Who, 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 who figures that out? Your team or, or you do? Me and the team. Okay. Yeah, we, it, we just, it just depends. It depends. Like if they podcast pop. What about, what about a podcast?
1: To get on their podcast? Yeah. Again, it depends, <laughs> right? It, it So it, it's crazy, man. With the podcast thing, it's like I get so many podcast requests. Oh. It's getting to the point where it's like, because we had some initial parameters. But now it's like, hey, we got to put some more parameters in place because yeah. we get so many of them okay you know what i'm saying because it's like a lot of times we get cats who reach out and they're like hey man you know and this ain't no disrespect for nobody because i get it like everybody yeah. starts somewhere yeah. i was that dude right yeah. so it's like hey you know i'm starting my podcast you know i want to see if you be one of my first guests and i'm like no disrespect i don't want to be the first guest <laughs> like you know what i'm saying you said that no nah, i mean my, my team now, yeah, team now team? Okay. but it's like, okay <laughs> I, that no disrespect. I just don't want to be the first guest. Okay, you know what I'm saying, unless you somebody who got now again. That's why I say it depends. You may be somebody who popping. You're
0: yeah, like Wall Street traveler. Yeah. You feel me? You about to start.
1: He yeah. about to start.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So Wall Street, Wall Street hit me up I'm like, hey, bro, we, we, we yeah. I want to get you on the cat. You, yeah. So that's different because yeah. it ain't like he ain't
0: just building this up. Yeah, he got a he got a big platform already. Right, yeah, and so I. Ain't, he, Go ahead. So it was his podcast, his first episode, going to go crazy.
1: His first episode going to go crazy. Yeah. So I'd be that would be different. That would be yeah. worth the time investment. And again, no disrespect, because I get everybody starts somewhere, but it's like it ain't enough time in the day to say yes to everybody podcasts.
0: Okay, if somebody wanted to hire you directly to be the marketer, how much would that cost? So that depends. To mar- to, for me to yeah to be their personal marketer,
1: <laughs> they, they can't pay me enough. Can't pay you enough? Nah okay it'll be unless it's like a million dollars a year or something
0: would you ever wear a suit
1: would i ever wear a suit i mean yes so would i ever wear a suit it depends bro it depends on the situation
0: so what about what about to your daughter's wedding when you wear a
1: suit to my daughter's wedding would i wear a suit probably because i'd probably like be in the wedding hopefully right you know bringing her down (laughs) so if if that's her setup but you never know like that may not be her setup okay. cuz i think i think just cuz just think about it
0: uh-huh.
1: somebody can do a wedding but everybody don't got
0: to be in suits that's true no you are right traditionally I mean, you're going to be giving away though you're going to be yeah but out it's, of it's but it's
1: think think about it like this cuz it's like if my daughter was like all right we doing a wedding but we just going to be in I'm just polo or we going to be in whatever. Hawaii. They, oh, they, a they, Hawaii they, they down. Yeah, 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 you feel there. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's like some people going to be tripped out, like, oh, man, they in Hawaiian attire. But it's like, you don't got to be in the suit. Just traditionalism, it just okay. tells you that you got to be in the suit.
0: So like somebody want to book you on an event, how much would they need to pay you to, to wear a suit?
1: It depends, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. It depends. I, I, don't, I don't know. It depends. What about it, like 300 Three hundred thousand. Yeah, it, it, it depends. <laughs> it de- it so it depends because my my question would be, well, what why, is why what, you what, it, what is suit? you with the
0: suit? Oh, okay, like what's okay.
1: well like what's up like what's up with this like is something you trying to prove or something? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like what's the what's the deal? Like do you want me to come speak and serve or do you want me in the suit? Like,
0: okay, I don't understand. I understand.
1: You know what I'm saying? And I was a point in my life in my career when I rock suits. Cause I felt like I had to, yeah. because like the network marketing world I came from is y'all like- You never
0: seen, you know, pictures in suits.
1: Yeah, you never seen, it? you gotta go see some of my pictures, but it's like, I had like the, so in Atlanta we got DNK, y'all yeah. got DNK here? Yeah. Where you get two for 99? Yeah. So I used to go get the two for 99, doing my first two suits, okay. two for 99, shirt with the butt, with the It's like like I was going to church. And it's like, I used to be like, oh man, it didn't feel good, but yeah. I used to do it. And then I went down to start doing like a blazer and then like some slacks with like some loafers. Which was cool, but it was yeah. like, I couldn't wait to get home and take my shoes off. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But then I was like, when I started just showing up as me in regular just more crap com- attire. More yeah, I'm like, this is how I used to dress when I was like moving around. But it's like, I'm just more comfortable. You know what I'm saying? And I'm authentically me. And when I started doing that, that's really when the business took off when I just started like showing up who I was.
0: Oh, that's a bar. Like, so when you was authentically, that's when you started making real money. That's when the
1: business took off when I just started showing up as me that's dope. and talking like how I talk, rocking high rock, sharing like the stories. I, I, I was like fascinated people, like, like hearing like the old trap stories. And I was like, man, people like this type of stuff. And most of my clients, one would say most of them, but a lot of my clients are like doctors and, Attorneys and MBAs and never been in no trouble and all this different type of stuff and it's like they
0: actually rock with that stuff and I it, it tripped me out. So nope, nobody's intimidated by you. I mean, I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. I don't know. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna run through this list real quick. It's like an either or. Okay. And then we'll be will be done. Uh, Rayful Edmonds or Fat Cat. Ray for Edmonds or Fat Cat.
1: Um, uh, you said so. Got to be either or. Mm, probably. Yeah. Oh, probably rifle. Mm-hmm. And the re I, and I, I, the reason why is I, well, my, my whole story. I actually end up my one of my guys. I won't even say his name because I don't know if he publicly talk about it. Mm-hmm. Is rifle's brother. Oh, for he, real. Yeah, he like yeah.
0: Yeah, somebody I had on the show. I'm not gonna say his name. That's their cousin. Okay, got it. Yeah. Oh. Alpo or Rich Rich Porter. Rich Porter for sure. Rich Porter. Alpo snitching. I know he's got <laughs> Birdman or Master P? Master P. Master P. Master P. Master P or J Prince.
1: Whew. Man, that's a tough one, bro. Um
0: uh, J. Prince. J. Prince? Yeah. Myron Gold Golden or David Sands. David Sands. Myron
1: might my got too though, but David Sands, you that's, that's my personal people.
0: Jim Rome or Les Rom? Jim Ron or Les Brown? That's
1: a good question, bro. Jim Rohn. Jim Ron changed the game for me, bro.
0: Justin Owens or Zoda Goat? You say who? Uh, Justin Owens or Zoda Goat?
1: Justin Owens or Zoda Goat? Yeah. Whew. That's a tough one, bro. Okay.
0: okay.
1: So, you pick so, I'm going to pick back up on that one? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right.
0: Oh, he it broke.
1: That's a heavy duty boy. Mm.
0: All right. Um, yeah, Just Owens was all to go. That's a tough one, bro. Uh, um,
1: mm. Orange oh,
0: or Zoda GOAT. I don't know. I like both of them, bro. Like both of yeah, I like okay. bro, both of them. Ask Cash or David James? <laughs> both, bro. Uh, Eric Thomas or
1: Jerry Clark? Eric Thomas or Jerry Clark? Um, Jerry Clark. That's my personal people. Jerry style this way. For Yeah, he in Texas. That's my, that's my personal. Oh, for real? Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Jay Z or A Ball MJG? Jay Z or A Ball MJG? You mean musically or what? It don't matter. Whatever whatever you- Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Okay. If, if,
1: if we had to just compare, it's like-
0: UGK or Jay-Z? <laughs> I
1: had to go with Jay-Z, bro. Nip- if we talk about just a holistic perspective, you know, if we talk musically, I got to go with UGK. But
0: okay. If we talk
1: about just holistically, I got to go with Jay-Z. I grew up on UGK.
0: I know. Nipsey Hussle or Jay-Z? <sighs> That's a tough one, bro. I'm going to go... Uh, I got to go with both, bro. Both? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Julian Gordon or David Sands?
1: I got to go at both. Both of them are my personal people. Neo or
0: Donnie Wiggins? Neo or Donnie Wiggins.
1: Man, it depends, bro. It's like... Donnie Wiggins. I'm going to go with Donnie. With Donnie? I got to go with Donnie. Donnie... I'm gonna go with, I got, I'm
0: gonna
1: go with Donnie. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah it, cause it depends. It's one of those, it depends things, man. But I'm, I'm gonna go with Donnie's cause I'm gonna go with my first answer. A rental property
0: or Airbnb. A rental property or Airbnb? Yeah.
1: A rental property or Airbnb. Like
0: a regular tenant or, or Airbnb. Um, and I'm gonna still make the same amount of money? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Probably a rental property. Cause with I don't gotta like deal with like making sure it get filled every week. You know what I'm saying?
0: Okay. Uh, earn your leisure, sleepers for suckers. Sleepers for suckers. That's my, that's my family. Money or equity? Both. <laughs> two million followers or a rental property?
1: Two million followers or a rental property? Yeah. Uh, two million followers. So give me some context. So, like, two million followers that are branded to me or just a page like on, I just on, bought.
0: on Instagram? On Instagram.
1: You mean like a page that I just bought that got two million followers? Nah, you they or follow my page.
0: They, yeah, your page got two People million who know followers. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or rent a property. Or rent property. Two million followers.
1: Cause I, I know how to monetize it. Okay. Uh eight fifty credit score or a million dollars? Cash?
0: Yeah.
1: So you're saying right now I can have an eight fifty score or a million dollars in cash? Yeah. Like cash me out.
0: Cash? Okay. Oh yeah, for sure. Turo or Airbnb? Turo or Airbnb. Hmm.
1: Probably Airbnb. I don't really know a whole lot of Arturo. I would probably say Airbnb. All right. I appreciate it, man. For sure, bro. I appreciate you, man. For sure.